4: Welcome to the Chudcast. This is a crypto podcast where we talk about the best NFT investments and how you can get rich too, bro, if you just accept the wave of the future and decentralize your finance and invest in a bank that can take all of your money overnight hey, and disappear because hey. it was really just being run by a guy in Macedonia and he, wow. it was just a rug pull the entire time and you lose your life savings and you have no recourse and that's the fucking future of investments bro
1: hey bro you're <laughs> fired
4: yeah that's fair <laughs> in the so this is it could happen here <laughs> yeah, podcast like... <laughs> about how things are bad sometimes a podcast about how to make them less bad Today we're talking about the former, how things are bad, and we're yeah. we're talking about financialization um and specifically the financialization of like human beings in the endeavor to create art uh and so well art is a
5: art is a broad broad term
4: i mean i said the endeavor to okay i'm sure they all want to be creating art well this won't make any sense to people yet so i'm gonna i'm gonna give a brief overview there's an article in the atlantic that dropped on november 29th called what happens when you're the investment uh it's by rex woodbury um who i hate um (laughs) so as a note I, OK, let, let me just get the, the 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 nut of the article is and there have been a couple of other articles on this guy. Um, his name is uh, Alex Masmej, Um and he is a French kid, I think, yeah. who decided to tokenize himself. And what that means is so like you've got the Ethereum blockchain, right? He, he, basically, he's he's putting he's carving up aspects of his like potential future earnings and he's putting those on the Ethereum blockchain as, like, tokens that people can buy. And the idea is that this kid had wanted to, like, start a business and be an entrepreneur, but he didn't have any money. So using, like, on the Ether blockchain, he turned himself into tokens, basically, like his potential future earnings and his time. And basically, people are able to buy up coins effectively. I mean, not coins, but tokens. Shares um, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Dollar sign Alex is like the name of the token, which are basically shares. They're buying. He's turned himself essentially into a publicly traded co- company, kind of. Um, and holders of uh, his coins are like he's splitting up 15% of his income for the next three years, basically, among people who like hold his coins. And he raised like 20 grand this way. Um, and it's not just like it's not just his future earnings that are being kind of tokenized. You can also use tokens to like buy retweets from him or one on one conversations or uh, and here's a line I love an introduction to someone in his network. And and it's the the overall idea because there's you can find some other good articles. Good is a, an interesting word to use. You can find other interesting, fascinating articles about this this idea, which is like human beings. Tokenizing their future earning potential, um, in order to, uh, raise money, um, and and it's uh the way this is usually sold is a good thing. In fact, I should probably just read a quote from this Atlantic article to give you an idea of how, uh, Masmej is uh or of how um um the art the author of the article Rex Good uh, Woodbury is uh is trying to sell this shit. We all have the slightly annoying friend who insists that she knew about so-and-so before they were even famous. When it comes to Taylor Swift, I'm that friend, and I'm more than slightly annoying about it. I was a Taylor fan in her pre-fearless full-on country days, years before Conway interrupted her on stage at the VMAs. But in our current construct of fandom, I'm treated no differently than a fan who discovered Swift on SNL a few weeks back. This would be different though if Taylor had done what MassMesh did and turned herself into an investment. She could have issued a social token. Whereas non-fungible tokens or NFTs are so called because of the uniqueness of a digital asset, social tokens are fungible. In other words, each Alex token is interchangeable with every other Alex token, just like a dollar bill can be traded for any other dollar bill. Say Taylor issued had issued her own token. Let's call it uh, dollar sign Swift and say she had sold dollar sign Let's Swift not, to her biggest first of fans. All... Yeah, say I was one such fan. Over time, as Taylor's popularity grew, the value of the Swift token would have appreciated. As an early believer, I would have shared in the financial upside of her growing fame. The Swift token I had brought for $100 in 2007 might be worth $100,000 today. The Taylor Swift mini-economy would serve both the singer and early fans like me. As an artist, Taylor could have funded her work by selling dollar signs or swift tokens she might not have needed to sell ownership of her masters and she might not have been forced to re-record her albums to take back control over her art taylor's fans for their part would have been rewarded for a decade of patronage we're all evangelists for our favorite artists yet we capture little of the value that we help create and that there's a lot that like i find unsettling there one of them is the idea that like yeah, the fact that I was a fan of someone earlier means I should get some sort of reward for it. Like I should be treated differently because I liked it earlier. Which you might recognize, like the thing that everybody has been shitting on for like uh, fandoms for years now. Like it's been a it's been a huge thing. Where like, yeah, you're yeah. being an asshole if you're if you're talking about like if you think you have some additional ownership of Star Wars because you watched it ten years before the fans today, and so you like different stuff in it. Like that's we all recognize that as like toxic. Um but the the whole argument of this article is that like no, this is how the entire future of creativity should work. Which yeah. I find unsettling. And
5: deeply. it also it also ties into like a really concerning development in parasocial relationships of like oh, being God, able to yeah. like invest in someone to buy a conversation with them in like this yeah. really weird way. Um, and the fact that young artists are gonna be pressured into this kind of thing is really uh, scary.
4: Yeah, because there's, like, one of the things MassMesh did as, like, um, uh, as an experiment was, like, allow people who had bought his tokens to make life decisions for him. Like, tell him when to wake up in the morning and whether or not to eat red meat and stuff like that. And he stated that, like, well, none of this is binding, right? Like, I I might do what they say, but, like, I'm not going to do anything crazy or whatever. But uh, also, this is, like, the first iteration of this. Um, And I... Like, this Atlantic article, which I think is unhinged for reasons we'll get into, but it's purely talking about, like, look at this incredibly successful person. Imagine if they'd gotten to be incredibly successful using this method instead, and it might have, like, spared them this thing. But what I keep thinking about is, like, okay, well, the vast majority of people, like, there's no reason to invest in them. Like, yeah, maybe if you come out with a great song or a great video, like, yeah, you could get investments and I'm sure that could work out. I'm sure like Taylor Swift is a successful enough person. I'm sure she could have found a way to succeed under that system, too. But what I think will be much more common, because there's no real reason to anticipate that the average person will have an earnings potential if you give them 20 grand that's greater than 20 grand. Um, The most likely thing is that, like, people just buy shares in poor people to make them do fucked
5: up shit. Yeah, it's right? going like to be how, used. How would to, you yeah.
4: not? How would that not be where it goes? Oh, right?
5: Yeah, that's the, That's the only way that this is going to get like used on a large scale. Mm-hmm. Is these yeah, young people pe- just selling themselves? People are this going weird to, way.
4: People are going to use the ether blockchain to like crowdfund and crowd uh, cast a new jackass, basically. Like it's going. It's not going to be like a thousand Taylor Swifts all tokenizing themselves. It's going to be like millions of people in the global south issuing tokens to like vote on whether they roll down the hill in a barrel or in like a, a a a fucking porta potty like i it just it's a nightmare to me to contemplate people actually adopting this
6: you know there's there's a lot of really like the thing i think is the most incredible part about this is that like okay so like it basically doesn't matter what like economic theory you used to look at it it's like every single one of them tells you something just like absolutely fucked about it and like mm-hmm. you know cuz i mean there there there's, there's there's some extent to which i look at this and it's like this isn't that much different than the fact you know it's like okay so you're paying someone to do whatever you want but like okay like that's not that much different than just a job right like it's it's not it's not inherently that much different than the fact that everyone is forced to just do wage labor but also, like, there's I, I, one of the most interesting things to me that I thought about this when I was well, well, was reading this was. So, do you guys know what capitalization is? Yeah, yeah. So this is this is just capitalizing a person, right? Like, yeah, this, this yeah, is yeah. capitalization. It's it's, 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 literally, it's yeah. literally yeah,
5: taking a person public, effect, and put, putting yeah, yeah, t- yeah it's, it's, turning it's, them into like a tradable share. that's yeah. like an investment. Yeah. I mean, this what, what, is what I,
1: all
4: one of the things that, like, a Forbes article I found pointed out is that this is another kind of unregulated securities
6: trading. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But what's what's interesting to me about it is that, like, okay, so, you know, th- this is also already how accounting-wise every corporation sees a person, right? Like, every every, every person in the asset book is, you know, it, it, yeah. is, you know, like, a, a wage is just capitalization, right? It's like, how much will you pay now for this much money later? You could, but it's you like, could... people are doing it to themselves now? Yeah. Which is, like, <laughs> this... Yeah, you could argue
4: that like elements of this are how like banks treat you when you get a mortgage, right? Um, like, but but also that's a much more rigorous and limited.
5: Like the and limit it has, is that like, it has like, like just... regulations and it yeah. has yeah. rules yeah. for how those things work. It's not some like twelve year old getting a, a like like going onto Coinbase and buying yeah. part of you as a joke with your with like his dad's money, right? Like, because
4: yeah. it's... it's like yeah. Because what if it's like. There's no law against a 17-year-old I guess if the, maybe their parents may need to consent but there I, there's no law against a 17-year-old getting a facial tattoo of like the, the doors of a concentration camp on their face. But what if some kid tokenizes himself for 40 grand so he can drop an EP and that's what like a bunch of 4chaners who buy up his his shares want him to do. Um and maybe the fucking kid does that cuz he knows it's going to get him because his his brain's not done, and he knows it's going to get him a bunch of fucking social media uh, clout, yeah. and like it's there's a lot of, and there's no way to regulate that. Like it's just an inherently toxic proposition that I don't think the government would. I, I don't know what side of this the government would even step in on. Like, what is the regulation of people deciding? I'm letting random strangers who pay me money vote on what I do with my life.
6: The the other thing it reminds me of a lot is like the the micro lending stuff from the nineties where it was like oh we'll we'll like empower these people by we'll go in and uh we're going to give them like a small amount of money and they have to pay it back and it was like you know and, and, and all of the same stuff that you were reading like all the arguments about why this is a good thing are exactly the same as the micro lending ones and that stuff you know there, there there were two ways it turned out one was basically you get the scenario where both sides are scamming each other yeah where you know all the people who are getting these micro loans are just they're just taking the money and walking right like that's you know they're' they're their is oh this is I can just get money like this, and we can just keep I can just keep not paying it back and so, this, so I'm scamming them, but then on the other side you have these people who are like, "Oh cool, I can give this person this loan and turn them into a debt peon yeah and it and you know and, and the, the, the 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 really depressing side about it is that, so the, the people who couldn't get away like i mean we're we're literally reduced to debt peons, and you know i mean there's a huge wave of suicides in like India is probably the most famous example is wave of suicides, people drinking pesticide because they couldn't pay off these loans, and so and, it, and the the thing that's different about this is that like I mean a you're doing it to yourself, but then B again there's no regulation, but that also means there isn't any way to force someone to do what you yeah, say it's, it's, you're going to do un, yet it's, un,
5: it's unclear how it's going to be enforced, and the other thing that's yeah, unclear is yeah. like. What does losses look like? Like, what what happens when someone, d- like, yeah. cannot make back on, yep. it, like, an investment, but if the investment is a person? How does yeah. that work? And if someone's, like, contractually obligated to give a certain share of their income, what happens when there's not enough income for that? Like, like you know, so th- those types of things.
4: Yeah. I mean, there's no answer to that. Uh, And there's there, nobody, like, the money that's going to be whatever made in this is going to be made before – anyone steps in to to try to answer that if anyone ever does like um it's it, it's going to be the next cuz i think we're i think we're heading for a crash with with nfts like there was just an article today about how what is it 97% of nft trading is done by like 10% of people which further back cuz the allegations of nfts is that most of what's happening isn't people actually buying them it's people like the same person using multiple wallets, basically trying to jack up the perceived value by throwing a bunch of other internet money that they already have. So it's these these whales who have like a bunch of crypto gaming the system. And we've seen some of it. And the biggest NFT sale ever was like half a billion dollars, and it was a guy selling it to himself and then transferring it back into another wallet to try to make it look like it was worth a, a half a billion dollars, even though no one had actually really paid that for it. Um... So I, I and I think you know that and kind of what we've seen with the the regulations the government's have announced for NFTs. I think that's a problem for them in the near future, and I wouldn't be surprised to see this take off next, especially given like the creator economy that we're seeing on like the, the, the kind of that TikTok specifically. Move. Yeah, TikTok. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a rash of big TikTok stars tokenizing themselves and yep. like. I'm not even sure I'm, I'm 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 sure it would be a mix of the person making the tokens being the one doing the scam and the person receiving uh, or the people buying the tokens being the one doing like I'm sure it would be a mix of different kinds of exploitation but it's not going to be good
5: I mean and and just like NFTs it, it's going to make like i don't know 50 people super rich when they when they first start trying it right like that Mm -hmm. that is that is like when this happens like when a tiktok star with 25 million followers when they do this they will make boatloads of money it's just unclear what happens after that
6: yeah well flee to mexico (laughs) yeah i mean that would be the the smart (laughs) thing that would be the smart thing to do (laughs) yeah
7: At PurdueGlobal.edu.
4: In this Forbes article, I found which is a thousand times better than the Atlantic article. Like even though it's written by someone I think who's also into crypto, it's just, it actually it, it asks some of these questions we've been talking about, um, and it cites uh, David Hoffman, who's the COO of a of a tokenized real estate platform. Um, on what he sees as some of the problems like what he as a guy who's supports aspects of this kind of thing sees as the problems uh, with this and uh, it's uh, yeah one sec um, Hoffman uh, returning to his core problem with the personal token model uh, model Hoffman reemphasized that the assurances and utility that come uh, with some of these tokens don't exist for. Uh, with, with certain kinds of tokens don't exist for like these personal tokens. How risky this investment is is completely defined by the individual. In his disclaimer, he's and he's talking about one of the guys who's tokened himself, uh, this guy named Kerman. In his disclaimer, he says this is a highly risky investment and in that you could lose all your money, which is a terrible thing to say because with personal tokens, the issuer is in complete control over exactly how risky the investment actually is. It's largely up to them whether there are risks or not, which is like – a kind of illegal securities trading that I don't think we've ever, anyone's ever done. Um, Like it's this, (laughs) it's this fascinating new con where you're literally the, the part you're, you're doing securities trading, but instead of it being over a company, it's just you. And technically there's no consequences if you just take the money and run. Like, I don't know what kind of contract like you couldn't have a contract that says like you could say there that you're obligated to pay out your future earnings, but you couldn't have to work like that's not enforceable. You can't like contractually obligate someone to to like work like you're allowed to quit a job. I mean I guess you could put penalties in it but I I like none of the current ones have any kind I mean of penalties or they could like, go I'm to sure jail for evolve.
5: the other option is is that they could go to jail for fraud if they try to not sure. if they try to not follow through on the investment if you say like yeah I I invested in you and you said that you would do these things you didn't do them now you can go to prison that is but the n- other yeah thing.
4: And I think that'll, at some point, like, there will be scams and some of that will come in. But, like, none of these current ones, none of them are saying, I, here's my specific, I'm going to make this specific. It's not like, like, if you, inv- like, like with a Patreon, right, you're, you're paying a little bit at a time on an ongoing basis for a very clear product, generally. Yeah. And this is, so far, these aren't that. They're just like, I'm going to try to do something that makes money. And if it does, you get a cut of it. And that's. It's so much like there's nothing that's stopping MassMesh from saying like, hey, my my in, my attempt didn't work, uh, so we're done. No no money for anybody like that. Uh, and I, I you're not. There's no accounting requirements. There's no. There's a bunch of ways in which it's fucked except, up from a financial
5: side. Except it's not. It's not his. It, it's not. It's not. You're not investing in his business. You're investing in him. So even yeah. if, even if, even if he takes another job, they're still it seems to be contractually contractually obligated to still get that 15% of his income.
4: Yes, and I think that's, that's the area in which I think it would be abusive for the person being tokenized because most people aren't gonna, like most people don't make that much money. So they raise, someone manages to like raise five or 10 grand and then just winds up for years giving a cut of their income that winds up being more than they got initially to a bunch of, like it's almost like a, like a payday loan that you've yeah, got yeah. on the
6: blockchain
1: <laughs> like yeah
4: you
6: know okay so this is the thing this is the thing I'm thinking about because so th- there's I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show but there's a thing in China where they they've been kind of cracking down on it now for but you know, starting in like 2019 like literally every single app like had a uh, like had a payday loan thing in it so like like your flashlight app would have a, would would offer you a payday loan and it was yeah. it, basically it was yeah it was they they were they it was originally tied in with like people who buy um, you know it was originally tied in with like like uh, the 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 the, sur- the services that let you order, like their version of Amazon for example with like <sighs> oh hey we'll give you a loan yeah. so you can buy this you can order fried chicken and i was always wondering when this would come to the us and i think it might never hope i mean hopefully it never does and i think it might not just because of how like powerful our payday loan industry is but it's like we've we've now invented it it, it seems like it's going to happen but like dumber <laughs> Like our, our version of it is like this thing, which is just, you know, it's, what, what if, what if payday loans, but on the blockchain, except, you know, I I guess this is the other thing, you know, that, that we've we've been getting at is, is that the difference between this being a payday loan and this being you scammed a bunch of people is what the enforcement mechanism looks like. And, you know, this, this, this comes back to some other things I think are interesting about this. One is that you know, so the whole the whole NFT grift, right, is 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 based on convincing people that there's value in ownership, right? They're like ownership itself has inherently has value, yeah, and yeah, but but this this is not that. This is this is you know this is going back to no, your value your value is built on labor, right? Well, yeah it's like sort of labor
5: labor and like like personhood like like you as a personal brand is yeah is the thing that they're trying to get at but but
6: the thing the thing that's missing here though is that in in order for like you know in in order for like labor to produce value right in, in in this way there has to be like there has to be a way for you to force them to pay you like you need you need coercion for it and if there's no coercion then you know you just take a bunch of money and leave and and that, that, I think, is, like, this, this is going to be the battle over, like, if, if this becomes a thing, it's going to be, you know, the, the the people who buy these things are going to wind up, like, trying to, you know, I, I think they're going to be the ones who try to push a regulation because they're going to, you know, they're going to go in, they're going to be, I want to get my money back. And that could end really, really, really badly, right? Yeah. Like, if, you know. I mean, it, yeah, it
4: probably will. I, I like I don't know how f- popular I think this will be cuz I think that Yeah, I
6: hope it dies. This
4: is a it, maybe if there'd never oh, been like God. Patreon or something, but the actual use case of this seems to already be well served by the existing capitalist infrastructure. Like yeah. people I think more people want it back a creator's Patreon than they want to like own pieces of a person's time and earning potential. Like I that that seems like a more niche and weird desire to people than just like, oh yeah, these guys make a video I like every week, so I'll throw them three dollars.
6: Well, I think I think the difference though is that Patreon money gets you money from normal people. This gets you money from like tech bros, and that yeah, yeah that, that's that, always been that is NFTs are yeah, it's it's a it- grift designed to. <laughs> yeah, and people. that's
4: I want to dive back into this Atlantic article because it's so bad in such a comprehensive way that I think it deserves analysis. That's what what put a pin in what you said, but I want to start with like how the person writing this, this Rex motherfucker, like <laughs> his his concept of the the history of the internet, um, because it's completely wrong. Quote. We're on the precipice of the third era of the web. The web's first era was about information flowing freely. Think Google giving you access to the world's knowledge. Most of us were passive consumers in this era. The second era was the social web, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. People began to create their own content, and that content became the lifeblood of the big platforms. We became active participants, but the platforms devoured all the profits. The promise of the internet was to erase the gatekeepers. Instead of waiting for a record label to sign you, you could share your music on Spotify. Instead of asking a publication to share your words, you could tweet. Instead of being tapped by a studio exec, you could become a YouTuber. But what happened is that these platforms became the new gatekeepers. The third era of the web is about writing the ship. Social capital becomes economic capital. Value no longer accumulates to brokers and intermediaries. (laughs) That's... Number 1 completely wrong. For one thing, yeah. <laughs> the first era of the internet, I would say was about the idea that information should flow freely, and Google came in like a decade or more into that period. Yes, like yes. I had been on the internet 5 years before Google hopped into that shit. And Google was actually the start of of the end of that period. Um and it's it's the idea that like the social web was people creating their own content. Most of the social web's initial capital and like all of its initial money came from taking content that people were being paid to make on legacy platforms that had existed before social media, taking that content, putting it on social media, and then monetizing that without paying money back to the people who had made the content. The money in social media did not initially come from people making their own content in the way that they mean it. Like yeah, you at College Humor or whatever, uh, uh, were making your own content and sharing it on social media. But you'd been doing that before social media. Social media just actually made it less profitable eventually. Like the way he summarizes this is so wrong because C- what the social web actually did. And the other thing I'd argue is that the first era of the internet, the like early days when things are happening on like forums and and weird little Angel Fire websites and like even MySpace. Um, which I think is kind of, my space kind of straddles the first and, and second eras. Uh that was fu- fundamentally much more an era of people creating their own content. Because the the lifeblood of uh, uh social media today isn't people really making their own content. It's people reacting to content that other people made. Um and again, it just shows the fact that he's he's summarizing it this way in a way that I think is so wrong uh and inaccurate to how things actually developed uh is is characteristic of his attitude towards this stuff where he's kind of seeing the only real meaningful evolutions in, in, in the internet through the corporations that monetized it. Um, which is just telling of like how this guy actually sees the way the internet has developed. And you will not be surprised to know, uh, this motherfucker is an investor at index ventures. Um, yeah, yeah, like he's, he's, he's a guy whose business is capitalizing things. Um, and so that's the only way he sees the development of the internet, well, even though that's not the accurate way of looking at how the internet evolved
6: and I think I think that there's one more really important thing that he leaves mm-hmm. out here, which is that because you know like we're talking about oh, this is the third age of the internet? like no, the third day of the internet started like I don't know the mid to early mid two thousand tens when yeah,
4: I would say when gamergate hit is when i would
6: I would yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a little off it, de- way, it depends it depends what you it depends what you mean by age so one of my friends works in advertising and he was talking about this where, you know, we can we can talk about like like Gamergate and the sort of fascist mobs, but there was something else happening back end, which was the Internet of Things stuff. And the Internet of Things stuff like, you know, like nobody, it's kind of a, I don't know, like I think we mostly think about it as like, it's kind of a joke or it's like, it just sucks, but really what it was was that 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 was the period in which people figured out that the, the thing the, the the actual money to be made on the internet was from selling people's personal information yeah and that and the, and, and the internet of things like just dramatic like just indescribably increased the amount of data that you could extract from people yeah and that that was that's the actual that was the actual change of like like that would that that's 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 the 30 of the internet and that that era of the internet will last basically forever until we destroy it which is that you know it, the, the 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 commodity is just all of all of the information about who you are, where you go, like what you buy, who you talk to, mm-hmm. that just being sold off to to advertisers is you know the thing that he's very very carefully not talking about, and instead focusing on oh it was users yeah. creating content and it's like no they and- the internet's like just they 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 sold spying on the entire world.
4: Yeah, and it, I, I think there's there's two good ways to di- to divide the internet into ages, and the ages would be slightly different each way. One is kind of how you're doing it is it, the way in which it was monetized, right? That's yeah. that's that's one way to, and and then if that's the case, it's going to start with it was not at all. It was an entirely public project, and everybody on it was on it through like a university, and like people did not pay to access it. Other than that, you had to be at an institution or a university, and then like. We get to uh, the kind of the dot, the era before the dot-com boom and of the dot-com boom and then like the early pre-social internet stuff like something awful and like having uh, uh, stumbled upon and, and whatnot and like those sending traffic to sites like where I used to work, Cracked and – Um, And then kind of the social media, which is the start of, as you said, like the data being monetized, like individuals data being the thing either that's being directly monetized or it's being used to deliver like targeted ads to you. Um, And then there's like if you think about it in terms of content, it's it starts like the first era wouldn't even involve Google because it would be like the start of Usenet up to eternal September in 1993 and then, you know, on from there. Um, but either way, this guy doesn't like it. Everything he says about the history of the internet is, is dumb.
5: It's just a very simplified version. And you don't actually look at like the interlocking systems. Um, cause I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know why he describes it this way because it is, it is like, it's accurate if you squint and don't think about it. Yeah, um, but it's weird but- cause like this article is like, it's for tech bros. So I I don't know why he describes it this way because I feel like he could describe it a lot more accurately. Um, if he, if he wanted to,
6: well, it's something I'm going to get into. I'm going to say this probably like twice this episode. I'm going to get into the neoliberalism episodes that I'm writing. But the one one of the key features of neoliberalism is that they lie. Is that they're, the the neoliberals have to have two versions of what they believe. They have the version that they tell everyone else, which is completely a lie and is not what they believe at all. And then it has they have the version that they tell to each other, which is what they actually believe. And they're, they completely they contradict each other completely. They mostly believe thing. Everything they say in public is just a complete lie and that i think that's what he's doing here which is that this that like that history of the internet is the one you sell to public consumption yes because yeah that that's 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 the lie you tell people to take money from them and then he has a thing that he believes but which he will not ever tell you because you know if if, if he told you what like he actually wanted to do you would run screaming from the room and, and, so I, I, think and I think this is I, the, the you can you project. can read
4: between what, what he wants you to believe i think is made very clear by how he divides, by the fact that when he starts like dividing up the ages of the internet, he says the first one is the time in which people wanted information to be free. And what he's kind of saying by doing that is saying like that was an infant stage of the internet. And obviously the natural evolution of the internet is for every single thing on it to become monetized. And yeah. because I also believe the internet should be every aspect of our lives, like this is a megaverse guy or a metaverse guy, like I think the internet should – should be involved in every aspect of life. That means every aspect of life should be financialized. Um and that's f- extremely radical, but it does not sound that way when you describe it that way. Yep. People's heads go over it, but like what he's saying is deeply radical. And I think also like again, you want to talk about like the first the and not just the early age like cuz the the first people who kind of built the backbone of the internet were mostly like very radically anti Uh, uh, capitalizing on like, there was this idea that like, it absolutely should be as free as possible. Like Steve Wozniak, the guy who uh, functionally invented the personal computer had a background like as a phone freaker, like literally robbing phone companies to get like free phone calls and stuff like these, like most of the early internet pioneers were like some kind of criminal. Um, And the early ages of like internet content being monetized mostly started with people doing shit for free. Like that was how the people who made money on it, that's how all of my bosses and that's how fucking I got started. was like you would just start making shit and you would put it out for free and eventually like that would get enough traffic that you'd you'd draw ads to you and whatnot and you'd make money. But it was always like all of the content that that made the internet and all of the content creators who are huge now mostly started – um, doing so, like even it was just like throwing up videos on YouTube, right? Or like going on, and I, that's that's less the case with the Zoomers now because a lot of them got started on at, uh, things like like Twitch, where the idea is to from the beginning be trying to monetize yourself, and while you're like building a brand, you're constantly monetized. But that's a really recent change, and I actually yeah. I find it kind of unsettling because that was I don't know it, it's a mix because I'm certainly not of the. I'm not of of the of the mind that, like, if someone is asking you to do work, you should be getting paid for it. But if you are trying to if you are trying to, like, build a life as a creator, the best way to do that creatively is to just make the things that you think are cool and then make like if if other people like it, you make money, like better things get made than that. That, Yeah, like that. That is the way the best art gets made.
5: I, I I think there's a few things going on here cuz like the way he, i think like i think actually the reason why he frames it this way is cuz he's trying to get back to his idea of freedom right he describes like the golden age of the internet being information f- flowing freely he thinks that the blockchain is a new version of that so that's why he's framing it in this way the second thing is in terms of like artists and creators um, if you think about like yeah like when, like the, when the early age of what what he calls like the of, of what we we kind of all been referring to as like the second era when like with, uh, era of like when social media and like content creation like sites are a thing let's like just use YouTube as an example um, because there was a low saturation in content it was easier for someone to rise up and gain a platform let's say someone like Bo Burnham right who started as just a kid and now is like a very popular comedian yeah um, but then YouTube instead of backing creators like that, um, which they did a little bit, but they did not as much, they instead started, uh, a, a, a like, the, the thing that happened was, like, uh, YouTube really incentivizing sharing, like, late-night content and sharing, like... Like TV, like clips of TV shows, and like using, like doing using legacy media on their platform, and that's the things they really backed. That's the things they really pushed into your feed. It's like Tonight Show clips. Um, so a lot of those original original content creators kind of got left behind, and now are, are now like just their own, are running on their own personal brands. Some of them use Patreon, for example. But it's also it's impossible to do this now because there's an oversaturation of content. The only thing that's done this recently is TikTok because it was a brand new platform. There was again a, yeah. new, a new a new opportunity for a lot of kids to gain to gain a lot of audiences really quickly
4: i mean i just i to, to based on what you're saying i think that like tiktok is the closest to how c- cool shit happened on the internet yes. before everything got Cause it because it is like you're not starting from a like everyone starts i guess knowing you could make money but that was the same way the old you start because you're like you're doing a thing yeah and if that thing takes off then there's ways to monetize and like that yeah, and, and I think that's probably why probably why it's so popular.
5: Generally growth on TikTok is pretty uh is pretty organic. It's not yeah. it's not it's not boosted by big brands uh the same way you know stuff like uh YouTube is. And now it's probably going to be edging in that direction, but it's it's, sure. it's, it's not it's, it's not there yet. So and his argument in this is to get back to just being like a small content creator getting your stuff seen his solution to this problem of like YouTube and stuff backing like these large like light night shows and backing like these large like corporately funded things his solution is that if you're a small if you're a small content creator you should sell yourself as an asset yeah. to other people on the internet, right? So because like his, his whole idea is that he wants to get rid of the gatekeepers of the internet and go back to how the internet was but his solution for doing that is just by selling you as a person brand to other people on the internet who are like tech bro investors. So yeah. he, th- that's why it's framed this specific way. So I think when we're all, we're all like talking about like why does he describe it this way, what's all this weird stuff going on, it's because that's how he's rationalized it in his brain is for how what he thinks being a free artist is. And he thinks this
0: is going to be the new method to get there.
7: at purdueglobal.edu.
6: There's another important sort of macro thing to think about this year, which is that the underlying basis of all of this, right, is the assumption that everyone is an entrepreneur, is that, you know, like everyone is doing all of their stuff at all times because they want, you know, in, in order to be a business owner. And this has been like you know th- this th- this has been the great ideological victory of the right in the last fifty years is that they convinced everyone that like every single person is you know, like you're I mean it's not even temporary embarrassed millionaire syndrome. It's like even people who like are working jobs, right? Like working wage labor jobs think of themselves as you know content creators. and a content creator, you know is 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 a small business owner. And this has an immensely coercive well, I'll be coercive too, but corrosive effect on, you know, Anyone working together to do something, because you know, oh, you're not, you're not, you're not a worker. You're just like you're a content creator. You're, you know, you're a small business owner. You're, like, you know, you, you, what, and, and and that's you know, this this is a very long running thing that a bunch of incredibly powerful people have been trying to do, really since like, I mean, arguably like the 30s, but. The, the The complete success of that and the way that you know they're 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 selling exactly the same thing that they were selling in like the eighties, but now it's this like you know you're trying to get people to do it to themselves and also they throw all of this like sort of te- nonsense tech jargon at you to get you to sort of like stop looking at the fact that this is just sort of you know this is this is this is just the the new even worse version of everyone being a worker who thinks that they're like you know, also going to be a small business owner someday.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything else really to say about it other than this, but like, I mean, this was a, a good amount to say. I just think this is so, I think it's such an example of kind of the way in which the worst people in the world are trying to steer the internet. Um, and yeah. by steering the internet, steer the soul of like the human race. um, like this is a vision of the future this guy's sharing, and this article that I isn't isn't positioning itself as radical, but includes some like deeply radical ideas about how the world should go. And by the way, I should also note that he's also just like blatantly wrong every time he brings up a number. Um, like he talk he he points out in this article that forty six million Americans own cryptocurrency. The real number is more likely about twenty one million, kind of at, at most. Like by every credible, I have no idea where he's getting. 46 million Americans own cryptocurrency and again this the stat just came out and that's part of his argument is that like obviously people love the blockchain and these tokens and like this is this is inevitably going to get more and more popular um and when again the reality is that every real thing that's happening on the on the blockchain is pretty much versions of a security scam that the government has just announced they're going to finally start regulating. But yeah, I want to... So the the the, stat, the study that just came out today was that uh, analysis of 6.1 million trades of like 4.7 million NFTs, it shows that the top 10% of traders were responsible for 97% of trading, um, which again, is more evidence that all that's happening is people boosting prices. Also, the average, the vast majority, like more than 90% of NFT sales are for less than $200. Some of them are for just pennies. Like, what the the stuff that you're hearing about is all ridiculous uh, outliers, and it's outliers specifically because people are pumping stuff up in order to try to con someone. Um, and that's the whole basis of this guy's, the structural argument, the reason he, that he's attempting to argue that, like, There's actually desire here and that this is, in fact, the future of the Internet is based entirely upon like numbers that are either bad or he's or he's deliberately using he's deliberately lying about the numbers because there is no credible number evidence I've ever heard that 46 million Americans currently own cryptocurrency or even have ever owned cryptocurrency.
5: Yeah, and I think um, the other kind of nail in the coffin for this idea and why I don't think it's going to catch on the same way these guys think it think it does, and this is something he acknowledges in the article, is like not a lot of people know how the stock exchange works, like very mm-hmm. like he 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 says I think it's like I don't know like he I I forget the what number he says, but um but he, he says like not not tons of people actually use or know what the stock stock exchange is, um and the reason why patreon was so successful and why it's so useful for content creators is because it's a very intuitive system it's very clear how it works it's clear what you're doing there's no really questions about where your money's going or what's happening this i don't think this is ever i don't think this whole personal investment thing is ever going to actually go off because people don't understand what the blockchain is and it's too much work to explain it to them um yep. and just because of how much work it is to wrap your mind around like so where is my money going what do I have to set up how does that work that's way too much of a headache because in order for this to actually work you need to this to break out of the tech bro bubble or else this is just going to be this small tech bro thing of people handing over the same $100 to all their friends in a circle yeah. um which is what it is currently and i in order to break out of that circle they need to get you know your grandmother to to learn what crypto is and how blockchains work And that's not going to happen. So I think that is the one other nail in the coffin for this type of idea is like Patreon is easy. Patreon makes sense. This thing, it is not nearly as intuitive for supporting a YouTuber you like.
4: Yeah. Oh, Okay. cool. I actually found evidence on where that 46 million Americans number comes from. Yeah. So basically, number one, I found like a, a fucking crypto news source pointing out that like when... People started tweeting that 46 million Americans. It's based on a study, which we'll talk about in a second. But like, when people started tweeting about this, like the immediate response uh, in the Bitcoin subreddit was like, "Well, that's not fucking possible." Uh, Like one of the people in in the Bitcoin subreddit said, "Sounds very high. I don't know a single person who owns it, and this says (laughs) one in six or seven people own it." (laughs) Yeah, and and it comes from a study conducted in January by the New York Digital Investment Group. Uh, surveying a thousand participants with incomes over fifty thousand dollars, so uh, that uh. that seems valid.
6: Wait, they they just said it's over fifty. This okay? This method, yeah. This this method. You'll get a
4: few like Pew released a study suggesting that like sixteen percent of Americans have used cryptocurrency at some point, point. and like all of what's coming out is kind of sketchy. All of the data, there's like reasons to be kind of unsettled about it, but also like. One of the things the Pew study showed is that the vast majority of Americans have heard of cryptocurrency uh, and most haven't used it. Like the vast majority have not chosen to get involved, like however accurate you think this is. Like there's another article coming out that said that came out in, I guess, May of this year that said that's based on a Gemini study, uh, which is Gemini is a crypto exchange that over 50 million Americans are likely to buy crypto in the next year, Um, which doesn't seem to have happened uh like i i I just don't see there's all sorts of like weird little studies commissioned by weird little groups but it 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 really doesn't it seems like it's it's again kind of part of the grift like I'm not seeing a lot of rigor in any of this um anyway whatever we've talked enough about this shit I just I think we all as soon as we read the article were're so like appalled by it that it, well we should probably talk about this for forty five minutes
6: yeah <laughs>
2: Zumo
1: Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With
2: a diverse lineup of 350-plus
1: live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no sign-ups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with